Yo, <laughs> Jamal, I love you. I love you, Jamal. Man. I wish the feelings was mutual. You fuckface. <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> so why'd you delete her, bro? <laughs> Can we restart that? Please turn off the mic and restart that. I'm not with it. Yo, you can't like restart. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are retarded. Lord, why the fuck do I subject myself to this Yo. every week? <laughs> Alright guys. Yo, we're not talking about nothing right, guys, we spoke yo, about before. For weeks, Tyler and I have been trying to figure out Oh, you guys are fucking retarded. <laughs> the pe- the women that have been calling this man Jamali's phone. Like it's, he he would get calls and reject them or answer them and be like, yo, let me call you right back. Why would reje- <laughs> reject? I don't know what you're talking about. He just answered the phone <laughs> just now. He's rejecting requests. Yo. A girl came on the, the phone mad hot because apparently he, he rejected a request for Instagram from a shorty. You're so dumb, bro. Hey, this hey, is, hey, this hey, is, hey. This is not podcast material. Hey, this is my private life, bro. Hey. Chill the fuck out. We ain't saying no names. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> I just want to know, when did you get, when did you become such a hot commodity? <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> that, crazy. That you out here just. Picking and choosing, my guy. Picking and choosing, bro. <laughs> you literally know I just started Instagram like last week. Exactly. I don't you, know how to you, do half of this start, shit. But you know how to reject a request. I didn't request reject <laughs> shit, bro. You're so fucking immature, bro. Yo, Jason better delete this shit. <laughs> Dead ass. Nah, ain't no deleting, bro. Like I said, we ain't saying no names. Bro, we're not even supposed to talk about this no, shit, bro. Well, Relax, relax. Yo, Jason's gonna delete this shit. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He's he's probably listening to this, laughing his ass off right now. Because this has been a great mystery. We got a name. We ain't gonna tell y'all. We got a name. And she cute. She cute. Got a couple. Yeah, that's true. We do got a couple names. But this one in particular, she cute. I mean, hey, Jamali, man. You're ridiculous. I I can't have female friends. You can have all the female friends you want. Exactly. So why you gotta I mean, make a deal out of it? Like to me, that's when why. when they when they call a bit heated about requests she being wasn't deleted. Heated. I don't know, man. That maybe she thinks she was not heated. I'm, I'm just saying, maybe she thinks there's nothing about you. Don't even know how you're gonna say maybe she thinks. You I don't, don't know. know. I'm trying to find so, out. So yeah, how about you shut the fuck <laughs> up? <and> keep, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so ridiculous, bro. <laughs> oh my god I'm loving this because I've been sick all week You know man So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. It's a little pick me up uh, at, at the end of the week I'm glad I could fucking help you Oh man you're the best That's why I love you man That's why you're my bro What the fuck <laughs> Stop being so aggressive <laughs> Alright should we uh, Introduce the podcast Yeah this is where the real podcast begins <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast. Your weekly dose of us just kicking back, having drinks, 
and laughing at all the chicks that called Jamali, but he doesn't answer. <laughs> Yo, I don't reject nobody's call. Why the fuck are you gonna put that out there, bro? <laughs> Two calls. Two calls rejected tonight. You're on a roll, buddy. You're on a roll, buddy. This is not life, bro. What the fuck? I'm your boy, Matthew. Do I put your business out there? I mean, you could. I, I don't. I really would stop simple you. respect. As long as you don't say names, I would I no, really stop you. No, it's respect. That's your personal life, bro. <laughs> I brought my personal life on the podcast. Yeah, by You're the choice, only one I never... Who's, Who's here, like, on a podcast trying to be, like, this mysterious figure. I'm not a mysterious figure <laughs> at all. It took you how long to get an Instagram? <laughs> That's my personal choice. <laughs> well, it's my personal choice to say I'm Matthew, and I'm joined here as always with... Jamali, we back at it. And it's just the two of us, like, good old times. That's mm-hmm. why we're cracking these jokes. Uh, only one person's <laughs> laughing. So He's got, yo, people at home. He's got a smile on his face, okay? Don't don't make him fool you. There's no well, smile on face but annoyance. <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> fucking guys, man. Look, there's a lot of men that would love to be in your position where not only are they getting calls and texts from women, but they're rejecting them. Not rejecting. I was not in the capability of answering the call. So. It just means you're in that position where you make the rules. You call the shots. You know what You're I'm making saying? this more than what it really You're is. You're top dog. You shut the fuck up, nigga. You're top dog. You shut <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> My man. <laughs> uh, so how was your week? How's the mental health? How's it was a good stuff, week man? until 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it was a great motherfucker. Oh, don't blame week. it on us. Literally, you don't guys, blame it on us. You guys ruined my week <laughs> and the beginning of my weekend. Hope you guys are happy. <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of your your change in emotional feelings. At Not least I, it lets me one. know you have range. <laughs> this really showed you I had range. Yes. Oh, man. My week was a bit shitty, to be honest. I've been sick for most of it. Work was hectic as hell. I couldn't even go trick-or-treating with the little ones, man. Too grown for that shit, anyway. No, I'm not dressing up in costume or anything. Did but you it's- check their candies? Yeah, of course. You know, like when they come home with the bags, you got to check the candies and then take the ones you like. No, not like that, loser. <laughs> Bro, I, I read somewhere. You some, leave them with all the rockets. <laughs> I read somewhere um, at least four cases of where kids were like drugged, bro. Like what type of drugged? Like, I don't even know, Molly or some shit? Like, like whatever. Wait, wait. People are actually putting like the good drugs in candy? I don't know, bro. Ecstasy. I don't know, bro. That's fucked up. You know, all these years, taking the kids out, searching through their candies. I've been praying for one to smell like weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> or, yeah. You Slip a couple it. edibles in there so I can take it away. Be like, nope, this one's got drugs. And then enjoy them later. You would eat it. Hey, if it's, if it's got a little THC in there. <laughs> but you don't even know who made it. Look, I'm just hoping it's... Uh, a milligram amount that I can handle. And then if it's a bit too much, you know, like I wouldn't take a full bite. You know, you bite a quarter. Someone dropped it in their toilet and put it in there. Okay, come on, man. Yo, that's disgusting. I'll never I'm, I'm talking that. about the THC and the CBD. First I'm not all, talking about the toilet water candy. But, but for real, though, 
if someone's dropping that in a kid's bag, it's because they have malicious intent. Up. Like, yeah, that's fucked so up. I wouldn't trust it either. Either. I mean, like at the very least, when I get to the door with the kids, give me a wink. So I'm I know like, this was for you. That one in particular, like you're gonna wanna check this, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I will. You guys are crazy. No, like, give really me a heads ma- up. So at least I know when I'm diving through the candies, the one that smells special was the one that I got the wink for. Right. And then I can enjoy a quarter or a half of that later. But no, like I said, all my years going through the candies, never found a single thing. I'm slightly disappointed. Why? I feel like the government's been lying to us, but now you're saying apparently it was Bro, Molly in cases like years ago where needles, razor blades. So they say. But where have they been? There were reports of that on the news and shit. On the news. Oh. Hundreds of kids throughout the years. Thousand million. Close to me or within the six degrees of separation. Never heard a case. Well, you guys are lucky and blessed. I'm just saying drug dealers do better. <laughs> I'm joking, people. I'm joking. I'm sure okay. drug dealers are not taking their their hard but, but that's what I mean. It's candies. like like this idea of like candies being like tampered with, laced with drugs. Like no, like th- then you're losing profit at that point, unless you're just a terrible hustler or a terrible person. If you're a terrible person, I'm expecting the razor blades. But then it's like razor blades. Like come on, like how exactly are you slipping the razor blades in the can? I don't know. I couldn't see a way. Crazy shit. And then the needles. What type of needle are they using? Like the the tiny ones I've for never sewing. Seen it, so I don't know. I know we're on a bit of a tangent. Yes, please. <laughs> Better than what we started. But as I was with. saying, yeah, I was sick, which sucked. Like, dude, what was it? I think it was after we had our meeting. Went home, was feeling a bit off. You know, a bit of oh, a fever kicking how sad. in. Yes, how sad? How sad for me? Not not at all. And I was like in the kitchen making some tea. So I'm like, you know what? Make some ginger, honey, and lemon tea. Really help the throat, help the congestion. That's the it's the best thing to do. That's good, man. I'm happy for you. Can you indulge me in my story for a bit? You know, since you don't want to talk about your situations, I'm going to talk about mine. All right, go ahead. I'm going to talk about my shit. Okay, thank yeah. you. So as I'm making the tea, I have the sneeze of all fucking sneezes. Like I've never sneezed like this in my life. It literally like I felt it through my spine. It was fucking nuts. Then out of nowhere, I'm getting a fucking nosebleed. I haven't had a nosebleed in so freaking long, I couldn't even tell you the last time I had one. But just gushing out, like, fucking ridiculous. To the point where it's like, I'm literally, like, over the fucking sink. Just, like, letting it all rush out because you don't throw your head back because you can fucking drown yourself. Which is ridiculous. But that's just to let you know. That was the beginning of my fucking week. After I was with you guys. I think one of you guys fucked me up. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly not me. I'm blaming you or Jason. Jason's not here. Because you're always me. into some foul shit. Well, Jason's sick, so it might have been him. Yeah. He might have fucked me up. And now, I'm, I'm letting it be known. When I figure it out, you get in these hands. Because I, I know you don't square up. <laughs> you want to test? You want to test your luck? Yo, we can do it after the podcast, man. I got no problem with that. All right. Tyler's got a nice balcony out there. <laughs> you, might you got any mats or some gloves? We don't need it. 
I like it. I like it. Bare knuckle style. <laughs> Continue your story, please. Basically, all week I've been heavily medicated. Nothing Hopefully, new. Huh? Nothing new, but go ahead. What's your issue today? I'm just saying. <laughs> nothing new. You're always heavily medicated throughout the week. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of marijuana, bro. It's legal now. Right. <laughs> Right. 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 <laughs> Ten years ago, too, it was legal, right? It was for me. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> it was legal in my household. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey. So I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm fucking sick, man. I'm, like, you can hear it in my voice. I'm still fucking sick. And you're I'm going out tomorrow. Through. Hell yeah. We got to go to our, our good friend's party. We? Well, you know, if... You weren't a little bitch about it. Yo, Tyler's reaching. Yo, Tyler's gonna. He wants to meet the I'm infamous friend. I definitely can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot trust neither <laughs> you individuals. Yo, me and Tyler are gonna take pictures with uh, the birthday girl. It's gonna be a good time. Oh, Tyler's <laughs> more than pictures, my guy. Yep, he's going for it. I guess dreams he's circling do come true. second, going to third. <laughs> I guess dreams do come true around here. Oh, make a wish around this motherfucker. If you wish hard enough, to put in the work, anything could be achieved, my friend. That's good. Glad to know. <laughs> I'll take note for next time. Jamal is crazy though. Tomorrow we have a good friend of ours, mutual friend. She's hosting an early two thousands hip hop theme party where. She's like, it's a costume party, dress up for the, the event. The only admission is bring a ball of alcohol. And this guy doesn't want to reach out. You have a lot of things to do tomorrow. A lot, you got a lot of things to do. Yeah. Yeah, but this party's at night. Yeah. You have things to do within the hours of 10 p.m. and 3 a.m.? Yeah. Like what? Personal shit. <laughs> oh, it's probably one of, one of the... <laughs> eh? No. One of the girls that, that you rejected tonight? Oh, you're such a loser. Get off that, bro. <laughs> Get off that. Yo, where's Jason when you need him? Yo, Jason is homesick. He's not sick, bro. He better be sick. Yeah, I'm sure he's Because, I mean, I'm sick and I'm here. Me but too, he better be so sick that he can't get off the bed. Bro, he was at work. He drove himself home. Oh, then there's no excuses, Jason. What the fuck? What are you doing? I'm enjoying them. Some Get your list music. out. We're going to start. This pregame banter is just me it's talking. Over. It's done. <laughs> Let's get into the real topics. I tried to start the show off light because we have some heavy things to talk off first off. Yeah, next time you start it light on your shoulder, not on my back. We can start light. I told you. I have no problem talking about my personal life. Yes, I, I do, do it all the time. I'm a private individual. <laughs> Very oh private. All right. Do we start with uh, Butler High School in Charlotte? Oh, man. I want to get all the heavy stuff out the way. Let's just I don't know, man. It just, it's just crazy to think that it's just so... It's like... I think people are becoming desensitized to this type of shit now. Yeah, I think so too, man. <laughs> it's happening so frequently. And I mean, it's happening in everything from universities to like elementary schools. Like for those of you that don't know, I believe it was last weekend or Friday. Yeah, it was either Friday. yeah Friday, last Friday that it happened. Literally while we were recording, the story had broke out. But 
there was a situation where there was a fight that broke out at Butler High School in Charlotte, and one of the individuals pulled out a gun and shot a kid. And I know we hear these school shooting stories all the time, but what makes this one disturbingly unique is the fact that the school, rather than letting the kids out and, and sending them home, considering what a tragic event just happened, they tried to continue having classes as if nothing happened. nothing happened, you know, like basically remove the body, clean up the scene and back to education we go. And the weirdest thing about it is like when South Park started their season this year, they literally had this whole situation depicted. Really? Yeah. Like they they predicted this exact scenario, like almost verbatim, where school shooting is actively happening and kids are just in class continuing their studies as if like nothing's going on, you know? That's crazy. And it's it's almost like asinine to have this type of situation where art like life is mimicking art because obviously South Park brought this up to bring some type of conversation of awareness of right. how desensitized we have become to right. school shootings but then to actually see it happening in real life right before our eyes to the point where like parents had to fight through like police barricades yep. to see their kids who are sitting in class after a shooting happened you know like it makes absolutely no sense <laughs> like I mean I don't even understand how that's possible because <clears throat> I was in high school and 9-11 happened and I mean, we're in a different country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we couldn't even have regular classes. No, I remember it too, man. So how are you going to have a regular class when kids, whether they've seen it, like there, because I'm sure somebody had a cell phone out. Oh, yeah. There were multiple cell phone videos of the fight specifically. And, and you know, people might have known this, the shooter or the victim. How do you try to have an active class with that? Like, it's to me, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and and thinking that the students who literally just witnessed right. a shooting, at the time, it wasn't a murder because the, the kid was still alive. He right. died in hospital. But you just witnessed someone get shot. You witness a kid take a bullet, and we're just supposed to act like this didn't happen? Right. It's really a ridiculous scenario to... to force children to be a part of but on top of that think anybody would accept as okay because i don't, I don't even blame the teachers i think it's the administration because even a teacher you know what i mean could be traumatized by that oh of course you know i think I mean? anybody who's in the school at that moment right. is going to be traumatized by it so like at at what level did they make this call of no school or is well be going i, I on, think because you know? like it, it, because i think it's because of the fact there was an altercation that led to this they figured it was an isolated situation and it's sort of like, it's not someone here to cause harm to the majority. This happened because of two individuals. Yeah. And I figured, they figured, okay, well, we got the shooter. We know who the victim is. There's nobody else who's targeted. Nobody else's life, quote unquote, is at risk. You know, it's an isolated situation. Let's continue school. Yeah. But if, whether regardless of that, that to me is just the fact that, you know, when someone's exposed to such level of violence, it's not, they're not there. It's, you're no one's yeah. present. You and and I mean? that's, and I can understand what your reasoning is of, of it being isolated, but it's not like an isolated situation of two people fought, somebody got really hurt, and now they're they're out the school, and, right. 
we but I'm not on. saying I agree with that. I'm just no, saying yeah, that's no, what I, probably I, the way I get the what you're saying. Like, I'm just breaking it. it down a bit further. It's like it's it's the fact of this is like one of the highest acts of violence that could be committed in a school. You right. know, like amounts using true. using a gun on someone. You're actively looking to to kill in that right. in, in that sense, or at least that would be the idea. Severely harm. Yeah, yeah. severely harm or potentially kill. Right. So. I can understand their idea of it being an isolated incident, but even them, yeah, like you, you essentially lose the minds of the kids in that moment because they all know what happened. And then on top of that, because of social media, because of things like Snapchat, Instagram, right. Facebook, everybody in school is going to be seeing it. Everyone's going to be watching the same right. video multiple times from right. different angles, even at that. Right. So at that point, it's like, you trying to continue classes as if these kids are even within the class mentally. Right. It's it's not gonna happen. So at that yeah. point, you gotta have some type of awareness to be like, you know what? Let's chalk this day up as as a loss. Let's send these kids home. Let's make sure they get home safely, because that would be the proper thing to do, given the circumstances. Right. And I mean, it must have been public. I mean, we've said this numerous times, but like you and I have both been in a situation similar to that. And I remember, like, this was before. I think Facebook was like just out here in Canada and like we had to have a student account, have a Facebook. Remember those days? Yeah. And yeah, I remember like, student email. you know, the shooting happened at Dawson and we were getting calls from friends from Champlain, uh, Vanier. Oh, the amount we, of calls that were coming in. Right. Like you, you couldn't even, <clears throat> like you couldn't receive calls. Right. And it was just friends like, oh, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah. Where are you? So I can imagine now with like things like Snapchat, Instagram, it's instant. Right. It's like, yeah, bro, like that's, that became a conversation within that small town like, within seconds. Yeah, of course. Right. And that's the thing, because you got to think as well, like these are high school students. So right. majority of them, their parents are following them on social media. Right. So if you're literally seeing a video that your child just posted up while they're in school, it's a fight. And then you hear gunshots. You're leaving work. Like you're not thinking <laughs> right. twice about it. You're yeah. you're literally showing your boss. The video, you're like, I have to go get my kid. If your boss kid's not even there, too. So they're exactly going to that, too. You know, so. given like just the proximity of right. this school and, and the community. Right. So, with that alone, it's like you can imagine how, within at the very most five minutes, how widespread the initial videos that went out were to the school to the immediate surrounding community and then to everybody who's in right. any type of connection with these, these kids. Right. You know, like if three videos were taken it spread quickly you know it's enough for everybody to be like yo this person's in it it's not even just a video this. it's just like it's just a kid updating like oh my god i'm in school i heard gunshots that too and you that know too. they weren't closed they just heard it what yeah that's spreading like wildfire you know whether it's your mom an older sibling somebody's gonna see that and be like what the hell yeah so i think i don't know what they're trying to do obviously i think they meant well to continue class, but haven't been in that situation. And I mean, going back into that building days later, it was days later we went yeah, back. Yeah, we, we had a few, I think at least two, three days. And where, it was just two, I think, three days and the weekend. Be, yeah, because it was going into the weekend. Right. And we went back on the Tuesday. Yeah, something like that. You know that. what I mean? So, like, I remember, like, being in class up until maybe like that end of that semester, just being like, yo, yeah. we witnessed some crazy shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and that's the thing, too. It, it wasn't like that time away from class and then the weekend and then coming back on the Tuesday, we were good. Bro. I know, like, 
that oh, time worse. away, it was just constantly on our mind. And then <laughs> going back into the school, it still felt very uneasy because of how easy that situation happened. Happened, right? So there was a. I remember there was a very long period of just the atmosphere and the energy that we would same. have in in the sea job. Just it was not the same for a while. So completely to think that this immediately happened and you're yeah. gonna have the same type of energy of you know what we know what happened we can discuss it for this one class right. or like till the class is over and then we're gonna move on like no it's nah. it's not gonna be that quick of a switch no and i mean like you 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 have to all think of like external factors you know it, it, this is in a communal it space is this gonna be um is this gonna be um you know something that's going to carry outside of the school is this gang related you know what i mean it's, it's all these different things you got to ask yourself but you know i wish those students the best of luck because i'm it's hard to adapt to something like I that i do as well man like just from personal experience then just knowing just from life experience of this is such a tragic event to happen and you don't want anybody to nah. experience it I wish all of them the best. I I mourn for the family that lost their child. I just hope as a community they could come together and and get beyond this and and get back to a normalcy in a sense. But as if that wasn't bad enough, you have the situation that happened in Pittsburgh at the synagogue. Right. Another horrible situation where a shooter went into a synagogue of all places. And it's like yeah, we have so many stories and situations, or better word, events of these shootings happening, but it just feels like there is literally no safe space anymore. No. Like, absolutely no place is sacred. There's no, like, there's no rules to just things you do and things you don't do in certain areas, you know? No. Like, whether it's a school, a church, a synagogue, like, it, mosque. a mosque, like, the we've lost all sense of like just moral boundary right and when you have like this this anti-semite type of attitude towards things that led to what happened in the synagogue it's it's so fucking heartbreaking man it is but i mean you you think about what happened in quebec yeah you know the mosque shooting that you know these these like and it's weird i don't know about this the synagogue situation but both in in North Car in South Carolina was it South? For what the the one with Dylan in Roof. the church? Yeah, yeah, it was South Carolina, right? And then the one in the mosque. From my understanding, these individuals were part of their the con well at least for Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof worshipped with those people. Yeah, he walked in, sat you know, down. He wasn't a part of the congregation, but he just walked in when there was a mass happening and he sat down and yeah, he sat down with them he worshiped with them and then at a certain point decided at to the end of it he decided carry out the reason he went there in the first place. first place you know and then the mosque these people are there praying not disturbing you and then somebody yeah. opened fire and now here it's like to me the whole thing is i think society and whether i'm not going to say news media i'm not going to say none of this but there's so many hate that is propagated from a basis of our differences you know what i mean like yeah. you know until we start seeing each other as just humans and not black white muslim jewish christian atheist whatever you want to call it 
you know, until we start seeing that at the end of the day, regardless of whatever choices we make in our personal life, we're all the same. This shit's going to happen, bro. But I think it goes even beyond that because, I mean, for us, like we've spoken on this podcast before about how fortunate we are to live in Montreal because it's such a multicultural space because you get the opportunity to meet people that aren't just like you, you know? Right. And at a certain point, it becomes a celebration of differences. You know, right. like the fact that I can, in elementary school, go to school with a white person, with an Asian person, with a Southeast Asian person. Right. Like I meet so many different cultures within my first two or three years in an educational system right. that as I'm growing up, there's an understanding of these different cultures, you know, like there and it's respected and even promoted to get to know and understand these different cultures because they're so prevalent. Right. And, and within the city itself, yeah, you have, like, certain areas that have been amassed by cultures, but at the same time, it's not exclusive to specific exactly. cultures. Like, there isn't a place in Montreal I can't move and be accepted and not be accepted, you know? No, and, it's true. And I think at a certain point, like, in, in these other places, this idea of someone being different from you being a promotional thing has been lost and this idea that because they're not like you they shouldn't be respected and and that's what's so heartbreaking with the situation of this with the moss it's because when you see somebody who's in a place of worship right practicing their religion peacefully right how is that something that makes you feel like this is the time and place to do this you know like these aren't people who are going out of their way to do something bad they're literally in their space right they're, they're not in, the, in yours you know like they're in their space they're in a, a space that was built like they built for themselves so that they can practice their religious beliefs in a safety and away from others but at the same time still inviting to others right but i mean you know? it, it comes down to individuals who feel entitled like this is their space and it should be run the way they want it to be run or, yeah. or it should be only welcoming to certain people. Like to me, that is stupid, but oh, it's, there's it's people who complete think like ignorance. That. You know, when people tell you like, I don't know about you, but I've been told before to go back to my country. You know what I mean? Like what? Oh, yeah, I've been told to go back to Africa. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's just, I've been told that before. It's one of those things when you, you sit down and you think about it and it's like, you know, not, this is earth. You know what I mean? All these boundaries we have are man-made. Look, you feel me? if you tell me to go back to Africa, buy the plane ticket, all right? Because I would like to go there. Well, I mean, you should go back to your <laughs> place too, right? I'd like to pay it a visit, fuck. <laughs> but at the same time, that's what I mean. It's like, go back to Europe then, bud. Yeah. <laughs> bon voyage. You know, like, how about you go back to the place where you started? Right, you know what I mean? So Get a bit of cu your culture in your life. Right, and I mean, <laughs> to go in and just, and I mean, it's what's sad about it. it killed a bunch of old people. Like, helpless, defensive, the most defenseless, defenseless people. Like, bro, like, I don't and, know. And not that, like, that makes it any different because it could have been young people. It could have been people our ages. Right. They're but, still going to be very defensive and in a, in a complete place of vulnerability because right. they're in a place of worship. You know, right. they're in a place where but they're learning I'm not about saying, culture. Like, I'm not saying that because they're old, they're defenseless. But it's like, it's almost like, like, when I see an old lady, you know, struggling with her bags. Yet, though I've never met none of my grandparents, I'm like, oh, that could be like, you know, somebody's grandmother. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you kind, your heart kind of softens. Yeah, like that. you, you want to help them out, right? You know the what I mean? Most that they're willing to accept, right? It. 
So to go there and then harm them is just like what? Yeah. No, it's it's, it's just stupid. Man. It's just like someone harming a a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, like it's ridiculous that people actually, you know, are that cruel. But yeah, it's like those certain situations that really make you look at someone as like you are the ultimate scum of the earth. You know, and, and I look at it in that type of situation as, as well, where if you are willing to walk into a place of worship, where you will one hundred percent be accepted, and right. Like, if you look the part or not, like, they're not going to look down on you. They're going to open arms, bring you in. And for you to do that, you are the ultimate scum of the earth. To me, like, I'm not for anybody killing anybody. But for you to interject yourself into someone's space, I didn't feel like you have the right to then disrupt the the purity of their space with your heinous behavior. Like, to me... I don't care if you have mental illness. I don't care about none of these things. To me, it's just like, at some point, hum- your 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 humanistic s- senses are supposed to kick in and be like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I guess some of us don't have it. I don't know. Unfortunately, man. All right. Last sad topic before we move on to some nice things. In Leicester City, there was uh, an unfortunate helicopter crash that happened that killed the owner of the team right. i can only say his first name i believe it's vishai yeah his last name is honestly a bunch of syllables it's very well. complicated to pronounce and i don't want to butcher it yeah i if i can't pronounce the name i'm just out of respect i'm not going to do it but yeah like it was after a match usually this is something that's like a routine thing for them apparently we're like the owner would stick behind you know talk to fans talk to players like do pretty much like a a little like PR routine thing, you right. know, like it was very nice. And then at the end of it, helicopter would come into the on the pitch in the middle of the field. He goes in with whoever he's with at the time. At this time, I think it was his assistant, the two, the pilot and co-pilot, oh, right. and then a, a, one of the managers, I believe, or right. or or one of like another person part of the board. Right. So they all get into the helicopter, and I don't know if you saw the video of it. Oh, I, I, I saw the video of the takeoff goes up completely normal you're thinking everything's good and then it just gets to a certain height where it starts to like basically do its turn and then it just goes into a tailspin and you just see it basically sail over the top of the stadium and then it's out of sight but everybody's freaking out at that point because obviously the helicopter's they're, they're never done that before right. and you're you're wondering what's gonna go will it happen you know wow and I mean, like, as for myself, like, I, I'm pretty much, I follow what's happening in English Premier League. So when this situation happened and the story broke out, it was a pretty big deal because yeah. everybody knows this owner is, like, one of, like, the more respected ones, you know? Like, he's very fan-friendly. He's always meeting with people. He's always putting on, like, very good, like, I want to say, like, charity events and things like that where... Essentially, like, he's, he's always giving back to, like, the Leicester City fans, and, and he's always good to the players to the point where, like, every single player had nothing but great things to say about him. Yep. People that were close to him, family members, had nothing but great things to say about him. So it's such an unfortunate accident that happened to – that took the lives of five people, you know? Suddenly. That's crazy. Yeah, extremely suddenly, man. Because it's crazy because if that's something you do routinely, is almost – like it's it's not even a second thought yeah, about you it. You don't know? think about it. And and to think like 
yeah, just another takeoff happening, and everybody's there. Just you know, people are filming it like they always do, and then, boom, it just crashes, crash landing right outside the stadium, man. Such a heartbreaking situation. So, to all the Leicester City fans, to Vishai's family, to anybody that's in connection to that, you know, our prayers go out to you as well. Like most all the other definitely, victims and you know, hopefully you find some peace and solace after this tragic event because, I mean, like nobody. Nobody wanted, would have wanted anything like that to happen, and it's so unfortunate that it did happen. All right. Well, I know this is not on the topic, but I think we should get it out of the way. Is it a, more sad news? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, a couple thing. months back, we, we spoke on this incident that happened in Montreal, NDG area, of, a, well, I guess a young man being shot and killed by police officers. Yeah, and... According to them, he, there was a fight. They showed up on the scene. They tried to tase him twice. Didn't work. Non-responsive. And he was pretty much, I guess, shouting, shoot me, shoot me, and lounging at them with the knife. That's what we were told. Right. This week, however, the video surfaced, a video surfaced, of what actually took place. Nothing like what the video, what they described initially. Yeah. Now, for objective purposes, we will say in the video, right. we don't see the the supposed two tasing happen. We see, we hear a mention of it. Yeah, though. we hear a mention of it that he was tased and it didn't yeah. take him down. Right. We don't see it. But then what you do see in the video is, you see, I think with Nicholas Gibbs. Yeah. You see him on the street of Maisonov where he got unfortunately killed. And he's pretty much in the middle of the road. Yeah, he's in the middle of the road. In the road, he's secluded away from everybody. Like, but he's surrounded by police officers, all of which have their guns out. Right. All of which are screaming frantically. Right. You know, and like they're shouting out things like, "Drop the knife." Right. They're shouting out, you know, be to each other, like, "Be careful of crossfire," because you see, like, there's cars that are pretty much stuck in the incident at right. the time, well, like the because Mazenov. Is, is a pretty busy street, even though it's an off street. Right. And cars go down it at all hours. Right. It's a one-way street. Yeah, so it's a one-way street. Cars go down uh, at all west. hours. And, yeah, it's heading west. And so, like, you're seeing, like, as cars are going by, like, this incident is happening because they're literally in the middle of the street. And from this whole thing, it seems like there was no sense of control. None. It's very frantic. It's very irritating to watch and the biggest thing about it is you know like this idea that we were told of like nicholas saying shoot me shoot me it it wasn't that what he was right. saying was you're gonna shoot me in front One of, of my, my kids. kids right and you can hear it clear in the video and they even put like subtitles to so you could like read what's being said for like the certain spaces that were unaudible but that was one thing that was clearly audible considering where the, the person is who, the angle, who's, yeah. who's recording a video, like they, they look like they're up in an apartment that's maybe a couple floors up. Like they yeah. have like a high angle right. of what's going on. And the whole time the cops are just like multiple cops shouting, multiple orders. Right. And it just seemed like there was no control. There was no order. Like nobody took the lead in the situation. Right. It's to also important to, to, it. to point out that he was speaking to them in English and they were yelling at him in French. Yeah, that too. Right. Until it gets to the point where 
they're just about to shoot him and they're saying stop don't come close stop 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 yeah right so not only that i feel like he got three shots facing the police officer and as he turned away i guess on the third bullet it stung him i don't know and he was retrieving from he wasn't even i don't i mean for me personally he was close to them but it wasn't like where he was in an arm reach where he could have just, you know, stab any of them. He would have literally had to run towards them. But I could see where the threat be looks menacing. Yeah. Uh, but he turned away. And then they still shot him twice after that. Yeah. And as he's laying in the grass, they're asking him to get rid of the knife. He just got shot five times. Yeah, they're telling him to throw the knife and they're also telling get him to get roll on his stomach. On his stomach. And yeah, it's like, you just shot a man five times. He's on the floor bleeding out. You don't really see any initiative from any cop calling an ambulance. It's all... All the ones that are there just seem to be shouting at him to get rid of the knife and to roll on his stomach. Like, that's it. That's the only thing that really seems to be happening here. <coughs> Sorry, guys. That's a sickness again. But, yeah. It's... Honestly, it was... It was a tough video to watch, especially since we had the conversation before where, right. you know, like at the time we even mentioned it's, it's all speculation because we don't know what was going on, right. but, but to witness it and see, it's just another one of those situations where if there was just a bit more training for these type of situations and we don't know if these were rookie cops, veteran cops, like. We can only judge by based on what we saw. And what we saw were unprepared cops. Scared. They look no. scared. Yeah. They look like this is something that probably was the first time they've ever had to deal with because there was a lot of panic in their voice. Right. There was a lot of hesitation in a lot of the ways they were calling for things to happen. Right. To the point where there's one moment where one of the cars that's trying to pass through while this thing is happening gets yeah. right beside nicholas gibbs he actually walked towards the car yeah like he walks to, like he's walking in the path of the car where he's essentially right beside it and you're thinking if if the police officer really feels like this is a dangerous person mm -hmm. considering he's holding a knife considering he's not following orders and he's getting next to a civilian's car who has absolutely nothing, nothing to do with the situation right. That would have been the moment in which you would have to take some type of tactical operation approach, against them, right. you know, like approach on this person. And they did nothing in that moment besides yelling at the person in the car to keep driving. Right. You know, and, and I mean, like, if that's what they're trained to do, then so be it. But it just seems like you gave him too much time, especially in that situation where you're trying to isolate him away from the community. Right. Where he could have tried at the door let's say for some reason the door's unlocked right. get inside the car and now bro he has a blade he could punch that window out he could that too it just seemed like there was a lot of sloppiness that happened within that time and there's enough time in the video to let you know that even let's say however long it was prior a lot of measures should have been taken that weren't taken within that small time frame of the video right who knows what other things weren't done initially oh, right also i just want to point out a few things it's not a i don't want to cut we don't want to come off as we're bashing the police officers absolutely not but to me if the situation was bad where they had to tase him prior 
from what I saw, he was not, he was a danger at this point, other than the one car he approached to mm. himself. Yeah. As long as they kept the distance, he wasn't a danger to them. He wasn't running towards them. He didn't have, I, I don't even think at some point I saw the blade raise towards them to be like, I'm going to come at no, you. It, it seemed throughout the whole video, his hands were down the whole time. Secondly, when this initial story came out, the reports made it seem as if they were fighting in front of a building. And therefore, he had potential of running back into the building or doing something. I know that street very well. Well, actually, yeah. we both know that street very well. <clears throat> he was in an area where there was, on the back end of it, a train track and in front of him a park. Yeah. And he would have had to at least go a nice 50 to 80 yards to even come well, close to I know the in that specific spot, yeah, there is a park that's close, but specifically where he got killed was the next block over. Right. But yeah, at that point, like, there's no entrances. To any, no one else was, yeah, he like, was you isolated. have to go into the road to, like, right. get to the entrance. And because the of apartment. the angles of where the police were positioned, at this point, just stay, hold your ground. Yeah. Even if you want to just talk him out of it, it was possible. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he was just moving up and down in the sim in one pattern. It wasn't like he was coming towards them and then moving back. No. I just think it was sad to watch a father, a 23-year-old male, like literally just killed for a reason, I believe, that could have been resolved without f that type of violence. No, I agree with you, man. And and sometimes it's, it's that idea of, you know, like in the moment of panic, you you got to find a way to remain calm. Right. And I feel like if anybody should do that, it would be the police. And right. they should at the same time understand it's better to keep shouting than it is to pull your trigger, you know? Right. Until I, you are literally at that point of imminent danger. Right. Just keep, keep shouting the orders. Keep right. trying to do like whatever you can to like calm the person down. Right. Because at that point, like you're really putting yourself in that position where it's like, am I really going to take this person's life? Right. Or am I going to find a way to have every single person here walk home alive? Right. And not only that, like to me, five shots excessive. Shooting somebody while they're moving away from you is excessive. And to me, they should shoot for non-vital areas and i don't even think they shot him like shoot him in his leg you know what i mean like if he if you think he's coming towards you and he's dangerous shoot him in his leg yeah you know what i mean if god forbid <coughs> it hits a main artery and he bleeds out we could argue that your intention was never to take his life yeah. it was something that was out of your control i think anybody would make that argument if you shot him in the leg right and that were to be the outcome because but to shoot someone it's, it's obvious right you aimed low right to immobilize the person. Right. And I, and I know people are going to argue, well, it's easier. Center mass is more space to aim at. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, to me, sending off shots, I think to any normal human being who doesn't have the capability of shooting back is worrisome. Yeah. You know what I mean? That alone would make you freeze. And so, you know, f what I saw was just unhumane because if someone did that to a dog oh, that person would have been in uproar, jail bro. and would have been looked upon as a cruel individual yeah it would have been a fucking uproar so <laughs> i mean 
It's sad. Like, I'm not saying all police officers are bad. Not None of us are saying that. I don't do think we're need, even making that that assumption right now. Do they need better training? We're yes. We're looking at this situation alone and just basically piecing the puzzle pieces together and, and from what we saw. Right. And what you see in that video is a situation that calmer minds and even calmer voices at yeah. that point would have made this situation a lot better. Yeah, and I do think, honestly speaking, when it's all said and done, these type of situation requires not a negotiator, but someone who's going to use their voice as a weapon and not f go for lethal force. Well, I, I genuinely feel of what the three or four cops that we saw right. in that video, if one of the cops right. decided, look, I'll take the lead. Right. Allow me to do all the talking. You right. guys are just here. We don't need four people shouting at him. Right. Just let me make communication. And then at, at that point as well, don't be communicating with him in French if he's speaking to you in English. English, right. Communicate with him in his language. Tell tell him the orders. Tell him to drop the knife. Tell him to stay back. Get on his right. hand, on his knees or get on his stomach, right. whatever it is. But have one person that's being the one who's, hey, look at me. Listen to me. Do as I say. Or even just, the, I don't even care about dropping a knife because it's not like he's danger. Like if he does something. Well, you have, you have to take. Right. You well, have to make sure he loses the weapon. Like right. you I have agree to with sure you. I that. agree with you. My only thing is with people who are like very, you know, angry, enraged. The last thing you should be doing, like to drop your weapon. It's, it, you know what I mean? Like calm, like, could you have a seat? Sit down. Could they keep, you know what I mean? Sit yeah, down. no, and I get that, but. <laughs> you can tell him to sit down. You can tell him to do all those things, but eventually, you, you yes. have to release the weapon. Absolutely, but I think to and, say and drop the your weapon is like for them that has to be the first thing they make happen because if I tell you to sit down and you sit down and like you're listening to all my orders, I still can't come close to you. Right, but the point is not to necessarily come close; it's to de-escalate first. Yeah. So if I get you to sit down, I could then say, you know, what's going on? You know what I mean? Once I get to that stage, I could talk you slowly down off your, your high energy and be like, you know what? Could you just throw the knife? I just want to come close to you. Just throw the knife away. Throw it towards me. Throw it in the bushes. Throw it somewhere. I think right off the bat, like just coming into the person as just like saying, you know what? I'm going to approach you like a human and not like someone who's an authority figure yeah. would de-escalate the whole situation right away and i think that's the problem i think a lot of times police think they're in control of a situation as opposed to de-escalating it and you gain control at the end but you don't necessarily go in with control that's just how i look at it no that's no i, I 100 agree with you on that man and because that's the thing like drop your weapon well I'm not doing nothing to you, so I shouldn't have to drop my weapon. I think you should put this in the suggestion box. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I really think. No, like, honestly, like I, I have, I agree, man. At like, this point, like you this should, should be have been at that point building you, a conversation. You should have that presence of mind to be like, we have to defuse this in the best way possible. Right. And shouting down somebody right. never like. In what situation have you? Tyler, like anybody's ever Bro, been we in. we get into arguments all the time. Yeah. And you raise your voice, I'm going to raise mine. Yeah, but when we do it, it's it's not a life or death situation. But it's, it's not even, it's, but that's even why, that's why yeah. it even shows a greater exactly. deal, right? Because you and I know I've, I've, once these mics are shut off, we're cool. Dude, even if the mics are still on, we, we're dapping we're, each other up. Right, nothing, but at bro. the same time, <laughs> when someone, 
you know, it could potentially harm themselves or harm somebody yeah. else. I when think lives are in danger. Danger, I think that's when you need to be the most humane. Yeah. And I don't think it's a concept of, like I said, controlling the situation, more so gaining control. Yeah. When you gain control, the person, it becomes, I don't want to use the word submissive, but they become respectful enough to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. You engage them. When you're yelling orders at somebody, you're not engaging them. There's no one that's listening to you. Yeah. Especially if they want to listen, they're not going to listen to you. Especially if you have a person who's being a bit erratic and frantic now, like their ego's in, ego is involved. Right. And like pride is a motherfucker in these type of situations. And let's make this clear. If, and if, <laughs> if you want, you could watch the video. But this guy wasn't in any way enraged towards them. No. I think he was upset about whatever happened previously or whatever caused them to be there. Yeah. But to say towards them, he wasn't yelling profanities. He was just saying, like, are you going to shoot me in front of my kids? Yeah. That's it. To me, that's like, if if anything, that shows that he was still there. You could have yeah, exactly. talked like, him off you, the ledge, You could have literally just kept it calm. What was the, if, if, some, if I'm a police officer and someone said that to me? Yeah, if someone yeah. said that to me, my first instinct is like, bro, that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. I want you to go home to your kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know? And, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you, you can tell that he showed, like, Nicholas in this moment is showing like, hey, I have something to go back to. Right. So that should be your point of, all right, let's let's have him focus on them. Damn, yeah. And let that be the focus of how we de-escalate this. Yeah. Right. We're not going to shoot you in front of your kids. No. We want you to go back home to your kids. Yeah. But at the moment, we need you to put down the weapon. Yeah. So at the very least, we can have what's happening right. here be over with. Right. But. And I also feel unfortunately, like. Unfortunately police aren't trained in that that right. mental thought and i mean like we've seen this in numerous films we see in tv series when there's always somebody with like and you could tell when someone don't want to do nothing because they're not lunging at you he didn't look like you want to do anything no, exactly you often see one of the Usually police officers get into a stance at the very least right you would all see one of the police officers engage the person and say listen i'm putting my knife away or i'm putting my gun away yeah. Put yours away. But that that's what I meant about like at least <laughs> one of the police officers right. taking some type of control right. and, and taking the lead. They're on fully the aware that they're if anything should go wrong, they got two or three other people covering them. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna put this down. I want you to put it down. I just want you to talk to me. That's all they had to do. You and to hope. me, it's like you you shoot him three times and he turns around and walks away. And you still find it necessary to shoot him another two times he falls over and then now as opposed to saying okay well chances are he's not gonna kind of like stab us let's try to just see if we could get help at this point he doesn't have to die for this yeah they're literally i literally watch him for what another 50 60 seconds barking well, orders him, yeah. yeah you know what i mean still maintaining a distance from him which is Fuck crazy God, to me man. I mean, we could go on and on, but... Yeah, it, it's sad. We just had to give you guys the update on that. I think yeah. it was necessary. Yeah, it was necessary to, to double back on it, and, and be, especially since this video came out, to right. give a, an update on what happened. And, yeah, I mean, the family is pressing charges against the police that did it. They They want some type of action taken against them. So when that comes out, we'll update you guys again, essentially. Right. I mean it's sad because at this point no one wins you know what i mean no no one wins at all all right want to talk about a poo 
<laughs> They're riding a pool off the Simpsons. You want to talk about it? What's there to talk about? I mean, I think it's the wrong move. <laughs> I honestly think it's the wrong move. I, I think like a show like The Simpsons, like he obviously is a staple of the show. One of them, yeah, obviously. he's one of the major side characters, on right? The show. And I mean, to write him off is almost like, how do you do that? I, I just feel like it's such a like we we talk about the sensitivities and the reactionaries and the way people have approached these type of issues, right? And I just feel like it's such an extreme approach to something that's an easy fix. But why? Why don't I don't I haven't been okay? Well, on. originally there was I believe it was a comedian who was of Southeast Asian descent who basically talked about he wrote a book that mentioned how his family felt whenever they heard about a poo, you know, and, and the way a poo affected his family's life because they never saw it as like a proper representation of, of, them, of right. like an Indian native family. Right. You know? So on top of that, like his book really talks about like the different ways in which a poo has affected Southeast Asian people. Negative or po I'm assuming negatively? Yeah. Majority of the negative ways, like from people teasing them and calling them a poos or, you know, people doing a poos like voice, right, right. things like that. And, and I mean, like things that, yeah, like things that I've even seen happen before, you know, oh, for sure. in, in terms of like the way a Apu's character right. has been used to demean people right. of, of that heritage. So, in a sense, I can understand where there's a little bit of backlash towards this character. Right. But I don't think the Simpsons writing off this character is the solution to what this character has meant to these people. Right. You know, like, and I know a lot of people have been bringing up the conversation about how, you know, well, I'll say like this. I have a few of my brown friends who, when this story came up, I asked them straight up, I was like, yo, how do you guys feel about Apu? And majority of them said, as far as the character, how he's been written into the show and things like that, right. they have no issue with who the character is. The biggest issue they had was obviously with the voice, because right. they're like, yeah, it's not a Southeast Asian accent, right. like, or like a that person coming to America or Canada accent, you know? So for them, it was like, that's the only thing that ever was really offensive to them because that's not how they sound. But outside of that, like you're looking at a character who owned a business, got married, had kids, right. was a good father, really wasn't controversial in the sense of like who he was as a person. Right. The only controversies were the stereotypes that the creators of this character put on him and then those stereotypes being used against them. So I felt, or my personal feel after them telling me this is, why not just have essentially a recreation of the character? But isn't it, isn't it, is it to me personally, if we're going to look at it from that lens, isn't all the characters of The Simpsons done the yes. same way? Because Every I mean, character in The Simpsons is essentially some type of stereotype. Well, not necessarily The Simpsons themselves. But of course but they are. The Simpsons are, are an exaggeration of the American family. They're right. not really a stereotype outside of like, you know, like Homer being a fat slob like that. You can, but that can be fit for any type of fat, slobbish, gluttonous person. But that's I mean, not necessarily specific to like white American family, you know? Well, I'll be, I'm not going to say how to put this in the proper way. But going, like going on with it, like. When you look at a lot of the characters in the show, right, a lot of them are built on 
exaggerated stereotypes. Right. No, and have, that's where a poo situation is. Yeah. Ex- you have exaggerated. a poo, exaggerated stereotypes. You have groundskeeper Willie, exaggerated stereotypes. Right. You have uh, the German kid that eats chocolate. Right. You have Mr. Barnes. Yeah, Mr. Burns. Burns. You have uh, Mo. Mo. Who's like the the suicidal bar owner whose business is shit. You have Lenny. Yeah, like there's, we can go through the whole list. They're all exaggerated. So to me, I feel like writing something like that, I think it's also a situation where somebody took it personal, have a platform to then vocalize their feelings. Yeah. And now it's, you're taken away because it's like, we complain in some ways that, okay, diversity is not shown. Like, I mean, when you were talking, all I was thinking about was the Big Bang Theory and how Raj, you know, they use Raj as this exemplary person for Southeast Asian culture, yeah. right? Luckily, it's the last season. Eventually, you might have to write him off too, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> if you get sensitive about everything... It's the same thing for like Martin, when you know what I mean. All these characters on these shows are all exaggerated. That's why they're humorous. Well, I think the difference with Raj in comparison to Apu is Raj is actually a Southeast Asian person playing that character, whereas Apu is a created character from a white man who's voiced by another white person. So you can make that argument of you didn't even have that insight of what could work for this character right but that's the whole point it's about being exaggerated no that's the whole not arguing that so if they were to if they if they were to have a person who did apu's voice who's natively indian let's say would it blend in with the rest of the show would it have the same effect that's the whole know. you know what i mean so i don't know from but a, I as, think when, as i'm saying when it comes to the controversy that's been like lit within the last i want to say two years if they felt or or considering it's become such a big issue where right. you have people coming out and really saying yeah like this has been a problematic character in my life because this character has been used against me in x y and z form right. then for the creators you look at it and say you know what we respect what you're saying we get it and right. from this point on we're gonna create this character in a way that Although, like, it still holds what is the essence of the show. Right. It's a better and more respected representation of you so that it doesn't reflect negatively on your community. I think it... And, but I'm just saying as in a, in a place of what's the easy fix for this considering when you really look down to the bare bones of this character, yeah. I can completely understand why Southeast Asians would look at this character and say... This is a fucked up character. Like, I can get that. But at the same time, I don't think the extreme of we're just going to write this character off is the right answer. Well, the whole, you see, the thing is, is like, and I don't want to draw the line to say they're the same thing, but it's like when you had that guy who owns the Clippers, what's his name again? Oh, Sterling? Sterling. I think the league kicking him out of the league was the wrong move. I think he, they should have left, keep him in the league. But find him, do something like that. I think when you you when there's something wrong, the worst thing to do is to completely remove it. It's more to correct it. Like I agree with what you said. Yeah. Get a character, someone who is of uh, uh, East Indian or East African yeah. or whatever it is, and have them do the voice for it. Right? 
Maybe obviously it would change the the the, the f- flow of the show. Maybe it would, but at the end of the day, removing it completely, it doesn't help. No, I I don't think it helps either. Right, and to me, that's how like I feel like with Sterling, they should have never removed them either. Well, like when when it came to Sterling, I think it's it's more than simply looking at what he did and and being like, well, just slap a couple million and then walk away, because in that place you had text messages that were exposed audio right, that but, was exposed but where you don't think but the point is what i'm saying is but no i'm just that's specifically not, like, for sterling right now right removing well, what i'm saying is they figured the nba figured removing sterling would solve the issue of racism or racist owner or whatever the case may be and i'm i'm saying to you that i no, don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think that's what they were trying to do well that's it, what what it, were they trying to do what they were doing was essentially saying you can't conduct yourself this way and be a part of this organization and that is a falsehood because we know without a reasonable doubt that there's other people in the league who are owners who have the same mentality as him that just hasn't been exposed. They can have, but that's the thing. They haven't been exposed. Right, but my, that's my point. We can't, we can't make predetermined prejudices against people I, I unless agree. That's what they I'm, expose themselves and that, they put it out in the spotlight. But what I'm saying to you is they should have used Sterling to be a conversational starter. Just like they should use Apu to be a conversational starter. Well, look, Sterling was a topic of conversation with everything. But that not happened, in the but not in the way that it was progressive. When when you're the owner, but not of in the way team, that it was progressive. But, but understand something. Look, it's it's more than that because now you're you're telling the players on the team, the people that work for this guy, that you can go out and be blatantly racist and and have these type of racist comments be out there and. The only thing that's going to happen is for you, a billionaire, is a couple million dollars are going to be sent as a punishment, and you're going to get to keep everything you have. But not the, but it sends it sends a bad message not only to people underneath the umbrella of right. what he owns, right. but also to the league as a whole that you're allowing a racist to keep their position, right. knowing. Right. That they are racist and that they hold these type of but ideals. You can't do that. I. I but, but the whole thing, you're, I'm not saying neither of those things. Like, what they did kick him out of the league was like, okay, but he still left with his billions of dollars. The, what I'm saying to you is, socially, when we have these type of problems, it's our way of, we think, like, removing them from the so, like society, removing them out of the, the space they're in, somehow rectifies it and pro- pushes us forward as, as a society. It doesn't. All it does is it takes all the people who thinks just like him and it pushes them away and they all go back into their hiding, so to speak. I think, like, for Apu, I think, like, literally, they, should, it should, they shouldn't write him off. I think it's... No, I don't think shouldn't. they should write him off. For Sterling, I think it was just deserved for him to be fired like and or, like, lose the team. I, 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 I think I'm, it was fully deserved. I think it... I think... You, I mean, I could understand where you're coming from, but for yeah. me personally, it doesn't eradicate. Because I just look at it as, as you said, there's this idea of, you know, because there's maybe other owners who think this way, but they haven't been exposed. That's speculation. I can't speak on things that are unknown. I can only speak on the thing that is known. I would never want to put, like, let's say I'm silver in this situation. I would never want to put... Anybody who's a part of this organization in a position where they have to choose whether they want to keep a job under a racist owner to keep up their livelihood 
or lose that job because we want to keep that guy there for whatever reason, right. knowing what he's done. And the thing is, it's such a public thing. Like you remember, like the the amount of issues that came with the Clippers, right? Where the players were noticeably pissed off, didn't want to wear their jerseys during a game. Like they had like the whole fiasco that was going down, right? And it's obviously because this is a very heavily African American. Right advanced organization right you know like you're looking at damn near every single team is majority african-american right in the clippers themselves whether it's people that are working on the team people that are trainers etc like you can't have that be the head right like the known head of an organization right. and it be okay but or or, or excuse the reason why i say that is because the thing is them getting rid of sterling and as an organization, rather speak on the issue, address the issue, find a solution to be progressive about the issue. And one that's second, the thing. You second. can let have me, that happen. Let me just finish. You can up. have that happen. Is one of the reasons why the NFL is behaving the way they're behaving. Because whether we want to admit it or not openly, the NFL is literally Donald Sterling. And just that they're in a position of power where they're like, no, we're not going to remove ourselves. And no one is going to agree to remove us or change your way of doing it. I think once conversations start happening in those type of way where it's something is offensive and we have an issue with it, it's not about, okay, well, it bothers you. Let me remove it. It's more like conversation. We need to get as humanity, as humans, we need to, we should be able to converse, get to know each other, get to know the perspective and then, you know, find a solution. I think the idea is of taking something out is almost like giving like the idea of like a oh, false sense of like, oh, we solve an issue. The issue is not solved. But the thing is, that issue is so much bigger than just that one person who's committed the, the crime here or like the foul in, in this sense. Right. Where there's no way you can go about having a conversation of change and fix without right. taking that primary part of it out. I think, just there, I think there's ways. Because if you allow him to keep that team right. after he does something like that, right. but then you want to s sit here and have a conversation about how wrong this is and how we should right. do it, right. people aren't going to respect that conversation. Well, I mean, because let's we're be honest, though. But no, but like we're not going to respect it because we are literally looking at a billionaire who right. we saw have text messages and audio conversations. Right spewing racist rhetoric right yet he's still sitting there the problem but yet that you want to sit here and, and tell me this is wrong and we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't speak it. like no i'm not gonna believe the you. thing about it though the thing about why i say that is because prior to all of the, the tech and i know this is not about donald sterling and i'm sorry i brought this up but even with all this conversation with him uh you know being exposed you had players like baron davis who had gone already to complain. It's just that it wasn't public, so they quieted down. They only did this because it reached a, 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 on a level where public people Keep were Keep in mind, aware. Silver wasn't there at the time it, when Baron Davis made but, those. But the Silver was still... Uh, the, no, it wasn't Silver. It was uh, Stern. It, it was Stern, but Silver was part of the the commissioner team. But I'm just saying he wasn't the head. Right, I understand that. Because the one thing that Silver, when he came in, was about changing that type of culture. Fine, that, so be it. But the point, in case, what I'm saying is, as humans, when we have something that we disagree with, 
as opposed to finding a quick solution, I think we should engage in conversation and better understanding and it help us progress better as opposed to, you know, it's just like tit for tat, I feel like we're doing. Because soon I'm sure they're going to have, uh, what's that black family name on The Simpsons? That there's a black family on the Simpsons. I haven't watched The Simpsons in, in so, it's so long. I haven't watched it. But there is a black character on <laughs> The Simpsons. Don't ask me about names, bro. There's a black character on The Simpsons. Am I wrong? Yeah, there's a few black characters on The Simpsons. Soon we're some, you know, someone's gonna pop up and be like, "Oh, well, we don't like that." And then the neighbor was a priest, right? Uh, no, he was just a very devout Christian. Ned Flanders. Right, so I remember have, Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. <laughs> Maybe they might have a problem with that too. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like at this point. Conversation helps more than just eradication. That's how I see it. Conversation helps, but at a certain level, there has to be some type of action that shows that there's disapproval. Oh, for sure. There could be disapproval. I'm not saying you shouldn't. And I think at the end of the day, disapproval in the sense of people stop buying tickets to their games or whatever the case may be, that's fine. But removing somebody, it doesn't... No, like I'll say like like this. If you see a kid doing something bad, right, but... They never have consequence to their action right. outside of being told, don't do that. Right. They're just going to keep doing it. Right. But what I'm saying is when you see a kid doing something bad or not seeing or even finding out that a kid's doing something bad, as opposed to, you know, going at them and be like, oh, I'm going to take away your Xbox. I'm going to take away this. You're grounded for six weeks. Why not have a conversation? Why are you doing this? Well, yeah, you can have that conversation with them. Right, but the whole point... But still of, take their Xbox away. No, I just don't... <laughs> I, I think once you do that... Because, it, look, because I, I can tell you, like, even for myself... Right. If there's absolutely no consequence, if you're just going to keep talking to me... Right. I'm going to keep letting you have that conversation, but essentially, you're allowing me to keep this going because I have... But it... I've lost nothing... Right. ...from a conversation. Right, but it's the same concept if you want... If you want to say that... It's the same thing that we discussed previously with uh, Nicholas uh, Gibbs. It's the same thing. It's a concept of people like to show that they're in control as opposed to gaining control of a situation. Well, no, the difference with that is it's the approach. Right, but exactly. That's where I want no, to get like, to. The approach in the sense of this is a life or death situation. And their approach wasn't to defuse the situation. Their approach was to essentially make him obey or make him suffer. Right. And it's the same concept when you kick someone out of the league or you remove someone off a TV show, it's as opposed to understanding is to exert power. But what's to understand here? Racism is bad. You committed a racist act. You're part of an organization right. that has to have, you have to be within a personal conduct of this organization and you're not exerting that. Right. Let's, you have let, to let's, be, let's be honest though. You're dealing with a bunch of not middle-aged white guys. You're dealing with a bunch of white guys who grew up during the racist era, who've made oh, money thanks, in a certain way that you think you all of a sudden that they're going to change. You don't, to me, that's where but I, you see uh, that that's dismissive. That's not the, like, that's not what's going on here. What? You can be that way. Right. Like if you're a racist asshole, you can be a racist asshole. Right. But you can't be a racist asshole in public for everybody to see considering your position. Wow. It's that fucking simple. That's where I disagree. No, but like you're, you're saying like predetermined racism against people who I I can't tell you all these owners are racist. I can't tell you that because I have no fucking idea. But right. if I see text messages and audio of you being racist, guess right. what? 
now here's where the discipline has to come in action. Right. But what I'm I'm not again, I'm not contesting the discipline. What I'm saying as humans, that should be the opportunity we take for conversation, for dialogue. And a lot of dialogue and conversation happen. But it was, when this situation went but it down, was all about remove him. He's yeah, this, he's that. You remove you remove the problem. Right. And now you address the problem. But but that's my point. This is where I'm getting wait. How many conversation was I just I don't get for your stance of he should have kept his job. Like in what situation where you are part of this big organization that is basically run because of minorities, right? That you can have an owner in a position that he's in be blatantly racist and think we can get out of this with him keeping his position. Bro, how does the NFL run with them blatantly being... But that, that's what I'm saying. That's another situation where you're doing speculation on what these people's... It's speculation? Mind. No, yeah, you're doing so complete speculation. For, no, but for them to not allow in players to kneels and all that type of shit for the that's purpose... That's all PR. Look, I can't say because they don't want a player to kneel that they're a racist person and that we for should... For the cause that it really is and... You can't do that. Oh, okay. You can't do that. And look... I get where your frustration would be with that, but that's not, you can't connect that dot to that dot. No, you can't. Them not wanting them to kneel, them wanting to stand for the anthem, we may not agree with them enforcing that because of the various things in the Constitution that they always want to big up, but we can't use that as a means of, yo, they're being racist towards us. Absolutely not. You can't make that connection. Why not? Because that's not a racist act. What's racist with them saying, no, I want you to stand for the flag, even though we don't agree with it? And look, I don't agree with them telling them that. But I can't say because they're telling them they want them to stand for the flag that that's racism towards them. No, because they're, they're not just saying that to their black players. They're saying to every player, stand for the flag. Or if you're going to protest, well, do it a different way. Which majority of players were kneeling, but, but what I'm saying is you can't make a connection of them saying that because you had players like Chris Long who are very vocal who's a white player about how they don't agree with the things that that these owners were saying and even they were against him and telling him no we still want you to either protest or demonstrate in a different way but be present for the flag stand for the flag like you can't make that connection you the connection could be made and I, I could agree with what you're saying I'm not disagreeing with your opinion you're entitled to that but I see it to be one and the same that's just how I see it and I feel like as we're so sensitive in this era that when something bothers us, the sole solution is to eradicate it, remove it completely. And I don't agree with eradicating everything that makes us feel sensitive, but I'm sorry. Racism, the way he did it, like the way he was just, come on. Bro, uh, you can't keep again, him there. You're, 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 you can't keep him there. There has to be a line. There has to be a boundary that it's like, you you cross the line. And when you cross the line, I'm sorry, there, there are certain consequences that need to be done. Again, I'm not against consequences. Because like, if let's say you're an employee and you're a representative <laughs> of a store or whatever, and you, these comments are made public about you, the store holds the right to fire you for that. Right. Because what Again, they have their PR to maintain, they have an image that they okay, have so to maintain. Okay, so let me rephrase what I said, because I, I think you're making what this should have done, it, as opposed to making it like, okay, we're going to resolve this situation by forcing them to sell the team, right? 
They should have... Yes, they could... That's fine. I don't care about him owning the team. But what I'm saying is that should have been a, a, an opportunity for a healthy dialogue because let's face it, whether you want to say call it speculation or not, these type of people exist in these positions. You can't tell me they they don't and it's speculation and this and that. They do. But the point is, you can't just say that and let that be the reason why it's like it's okay for him it's not, and what he did. I know, I'm never saying it. I've never said it's okay. So why even bring it up? It's irrelevant. No, that's... I was trying to draw the parallel. But whereas, it's an irrelevant parallel. No, it's I'm not. It's, you can't say it, it to you it's irrelevant. But what I'm saying is... Where's the re relevance? The relevancy is like... When something goes against what we want or there's a, a social uproar about something, as opposed to having a conversation where it's understood as to why it's done that way or why they're upset about something, it's simply remove that one thing. That's what I'm trying to show you. But you're saying there's no conversation that happened afterwards about this whole racism situation? Well, let's progress because I, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. No, I'm fully understanding. I'm just trying to figure out of course, there's conversation, but it wasn't done in the way because it was it was built in such a frenzy that all you wanted was this and this alone, and we didn't seize the opportunity to have the conversation where it's like, whether you do this in private, whether this is the way you think it's wrong, period. Again, like you said, you don't care what they do in their pro their public their private life as long as it doesn't come public. That's when it becomes a problem. What I'm saying is, for them to even have it in their private life is a problem. That's what I'm saying. So that's what should yeah, be a conversation a, should be held. Them having it in their private life obviously is a problem. Any type of racism in any shape or form is a problem. But I can't criminalize you for something that you don't make public. That's what I'm saying when you're talking about these NFL owners. If they've never shown any blatant sign of them being a racist person, I can't vilify you for something I don't know you do privately. I can't. So, anyways, I, we're, I'm not going to have this it's, I, it's, We're it's, talking about theories of known unknowns and unknowns unknowns right now. Bruh. I can't charge you for an unknown unknown. Sir, so, Kaepernick not being picked up on a team is is just... The way things work out, it's just, it's not because he made. You can make he, an argument for collusion. It, right. That's not an argument for racism. It's not, you're making about. It's not about racism in the sense of what you're saying. I'm, this conversation shouldn't have been focused around racism. The conversation I was trying to have with you. You brought up Donald Sterling. Right, but but it wasn't about. I was I was bringing up the conversation, in the sense that you have somebody who does something that upset a group of people. Right, yeah. as opposed to having obviously what he did was racist, yes, 110%. But as opposed to eradicating or taking out that, like, be like, okay, we're gonna remove Donald Sterling, I don't care what he did, it could have been against women, it could have been whatever, but just he did something that upset a group of people. Removing him, it, I was trying to draw the parallel where there's this Indian writer, a group of Indian people who felt that Apu affected them negatively and then it's remove Apu. That's what I'm trying to draw the reference to. It wasn't about yeah, what he and we have said, or at least I have said, I don't feel Matt should have made that decision to remove him. I felt he should have changed the character right. to and make I, that's it what I'm relevant saying. to what is going on today. But that's what I was saying. 
We were saying the same thing, but you made it about what Donald Sterling No, did. you brought up Donald Sterling. I, I didn't say I didn't bring it up, but you focused so much about his action as opposed to the context in which I presented the parallel. But the reason I did that is because you were comparing, like, the comparison of moving a poo for the reasons that a poo is being removed, which none of us agree with, whereas the reason Sterling was removed, I fully feel he should have been removed. That's where this whole argument started. Okay, continue. Because I don't think you're, you're, we're, we're not seeing eye to eye, so it's, it's. Obviously not. Yeah. Because he should have been removed. All right. <laughs> Took way too long to get there. <laughs> Next on the list, we're just going to start to run this off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, next on the docket, some career nights in the NBA. Yep. Big week. We had Clay Thompson, 14 threes. Fucking Nuts. monster. 52 points in three quarters. Nuts. Led the Golden State Warriors to a nice win over the Chicago Bills, who right now are just looking like the dumpster fire. <laughs> that is true. I mean, they're a young team, so I can understand that. <laughs> what, the Bulls? <laughs> Tyler has this thing now where, like, whoever's, like, the worst team in a league, he's okay. just, yeah, just jumping on their bandwagon. Yep. I mean, what what better time to take him than when like they are literally in the gutter? Lois. So there you go. He he's currently a Chicago Bulls and Cleveland Browns fan. I mean, Chicago Bulls have a legacy though. But you know, right now that legacy means nothing. I don't know. Seems like they have a legacy. Like if right now he was like jumping on the Golden State Warriors bandwagon, yeah, I, I mean, would have a problem. Is a dick right you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, did you watch the game? We were here. Oh, that's true. We were here. I watched the highlights. I'm so did I. <laughs> the closest I got to a game, bro. I was gonna be like, "Tell me about it." <laughs> no, nah, we were both here. Keep in mind, I was sick. Okay, so memories are fading. <laughs> I was sick too, and I've been sick for the past four weeks. Four? What? Three weeks? Yeah. You've been sick for four weeks? Three weeks, something like that. Maybe you gave it to me, man. I thought it was Jason. Yeah, but my sickness is, you know, I'm good. Is what? Sickness is women. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, we can also address uh, Derrick Rose. Looking looking like the young Derrick Rose that we, you know. Such a loser. (coughs) I'm not laughing, I'm coughing. Ah. Jamali, you know I'm sick. Come on. <laughs> we could address Derrick Rose now. Derrick Rose had a historic... Well, not, I won't say it was historic. It was. Because it was a career high for him, 50 points, but it was like he turned back the clock. Bruh. He looked like he had his original knees, man. Bro, he looked like he got that bounce back. You know? Dr. Miami gave him some new kneecaps, bro. I was proud of him. Don't say that. Dude. <laughs> hey, everything he's been through, man, everything he's been through from... On the court, off the court. It was well-deserved. I was I was happy to see that he looked like Derrick Rose of old. You know, and I felt like it was, it was a good win for him, you know? Personally, because, yeah. It was yeah, a because, personal achievement. Like, we were looking at him at one point like, dude, just retire. I feel at this point, hypothetically speaking, if he was to be cut from the Timberwolves and no team picked him up, 
he could at least go out happier than he was if he let's say New York, you know, after New York or after. Well, the one thing I will say, like even with all the circus and charades that have been going around with the Timberwolves, the one thing Tim Thibodeau has always been about is he's felt like Derrick Rose could be who he knew him as, like yeah. in the past, you know, and like. When everybody was essentially just like, no, like it's over for him, like yep. he should leave, like the injuries are one thing, what's happening in his personal life another. is another thing. It's like just the list of reasons why you, any other player would yep. most likely would have just walked away yep. at this point. But the fact that Tim Thibodeau was really like, no, like I know he's still there, like I know he still's got it. And I'm not saying like this is going to be something where like, yeah, you drop 50 now and you're going to be a... 26 plus a game person. Bro, you never on. know, bro. You're dealing with yeah. that. But, I mean, it's more of a reality thing than a but I mean, hopes also, and dreams. But I know? also feel like when you when you watch De- the way Derrick Rose played and the chemistry he had with the team, I feel like this is something like, yeah, obviously he's not going to drop 52 every night, but I could see him putting up good numbers consecutively. No, I think so too. Like, Because the one thing, his shot was what was really bringing it out for him, you know? Like, he was, yeah, he got a few points in the paint. You saw him driving the lane, and, yeah. like, like I said, like, it was flashes of, like, Derrick Rose of old. It was the fact that, like, what, I think he had four three-pointers, in, which yeah. is threes have never really been a part of his repertoire. Now, on top of that, like, he had a lot of, like, mid-range jumpers and things like that. So you were seeing, like, it wasn't just, like, a one-dimensional game. Like, right. he was very much diverse. He was spreading it out. He was showing, like, he's evolved as a player, which... Right. Considering your injuries, considering like you're not a young player anymore, and he's like that's what, not thirty now. Yeah, I thirty one, I believe, thirty thirty one, maybe. Not too sure, but yeah, you're not a young player, but your your age doesn't actually show your your player age because right. with those injuries, each injury tacks on years to your age. That's why, like when they said, like we got flashbacks of like the old Derrick Rose. I didn't feel like that. I just felt like we got a new and improved because old Derrick Rose was slasher, driving yeah. straight to the hoop, jumping out of the gym. Yeah. This one was more like a sound, like took good shots. There was no four shots. Yeah. Like everything was just like meticulous the way he just did his thing. It was surgical almost. Yeah, it was very clear. It was beautiful to him, watch and I was happy. Like, I mean, to watch him get emotional at the end, it was just like, wow. I remember I got a bit emotional, man. I know. I felt it. I was like, yo, this is so well-deserved right now. It's like one of those comeback stories in a sense. You know? It's like you just, you see somebody just trying their hardest to not necessarily be who they were before, but at least get to a point where they can just be competitive and and keep up. And for him to have this type of night, especially on a night where like Jimmy Butler wasn't there. Teague wasn't there either, right? Yeah, I believe Teague wasn't there either, but it's like, yeah, like you did. And then on top of that, it's like the even though you put up these massive numbers, the biggest play for that game was him blocking the three-pointer, three-pointer yeah. that won him the game, you know? So it's like not only were you doing it offensively, but you were doing it defensively as well. well. Sure. So he like, had a couple of steals to go along with yeah, that. Yeah, like he was showing like he he was pretty much everywhere he needed to be that night. Hey, man. I was happy to see that. Yeah, man. So you had him and Clay Thompson, man. I don't know if you want to dive a bit deeper on Clay or, you know, Warriors. I would say Clay was the better shooter than Steph Curry, but, you know, <laughs> uh, the world's just seeing it now. Look, this is the one record for three points. Clay has a Clay better Rose. shot than Steph Curry. 
Steph Curry currently holds all the records for three-point shooting. Yeah, but how often does Clay versus how many times? Like, if you look at percentage-wise. I don't know. I, I think it's way too early to make that claim because we've seen Steph no, Curry. No, it's not early. I've been saying that for no, years. No, but, like, I, we've seen he's Steph a, Curry Steph literally Curry's cross half court and pull up. Than, than what? He's a pure shooter? Yeah. Dude, like his water form, wet? Who has a better form? Is water wet? Who is the, who has a better form? Oh, Steph Curry, man. I'm sorry. Had the better form than Clay? Yes. No, I don't think water so. Water wet? No. Is water wet? No, he's, that's dry ice, bro. <laughs> You're at your mind, man. I'm sorry, look. Clay, yeah, he got that shot. That shot nice. But Steph Curry, dude, wherever it is on the court, like I said, is water wet? Yep. There you go. Wherever that, it is on no. the court. <laughs> Wherever it is on the court, that's that's the answer. Is water wet? Yes, that's Steph Curry. <laughs> Sorry, man. The Bulls are gonna get. Oh man. <laughs> Tyler has never watched a basketball game in his life. <laughs> All right, man. We just had to come back and. Drop that little historic tidbit in the NBA. Wrap this up. Or any last things you want to drop to the people? Not even, man. Not even. Not e- You don't want to talk to them about next week? What's next week? It's the birthday episode. Oh, for y'all. For me. It ain't mine, so I'm really kidding. I might shit. come here with some champagne. You're always welcome <laughs> to do that. Don't mean you're going to drink any. You've been a dick. You're being rude. I have one. Been mean all week. I'm not feeling it. Bring champagne for myself, for Tyler. That's my man, Hundred Grand. Dopest white boy I know next to my old roommate. Why race gotta be part of this? <laughs> Why does race gotta be a part of this? The only two white boys I respect. Tyler, Tyler is just and my dope. old roommate. My boy Epi. Shout out to him. <laughs> Outside of that, I don't trust any white people. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, it's my birthday week coming up. It's also Jason's own. Shout out to him, even though he's not here. We're going to have a jolly good time. I'm telling you right now, I am not looking for any topics for next week. Why? It's my fucking birthday. I don't have to do work. I'm just going to show up here probably drunk. And I'm just going to get in front of the mic and whatever comes next out. Next week, comes I'm out. taking a week off, guys. <coughs> so you guys hear my voice in two weeks. And I will be healthy. Sorry to cough. I will be healthy. And you'd hear my voice in two weeks from now. Yo, if I'm the only one on the mic, I do not care. I will enjoy the well, fuck we'll out of myself. Ha- we'll let you have a go at it. it. I will literally turn this into like a fucking much music dance party. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. For, for those of you old enough to know what those are. Oh, Lord. That's a nice shout out to you guys. So, yes, people, anticipate it next week. Birthday week podcast for the scorpios we will make sure jason's here so he can pop champagne with us as well why are you so why he looks so upset i'm not upset i think jamali's mad that he doesn't share in the the birthday week festivities of myself and jason i don't need to i love my birthday yeah whatever it's in april yeah, it's springtime, like, baby. It's not quite cold, but it's not quite warm. It's like right in the middle it, it, of but it's nobody also, giving a fuck. It's also the stage <laughs> of new beginning. Don't hate. Everything is yeah, blossoming. Yeah, new beginnings of it's really slushy outside. I'm going to stay in. 
Yeah, I, I will say August is a win. Tyler's in August. You know, for you ladies. August is not a win. They want to hook him up with a little. What? August is depressive. August is a win. No, but like August, August when August come around and ends, you're like, oh, fuck, winter's here. August is like. Yeah, it's September. Like, it's like one of those things where you're like, ah. Oh. August is still like, a great time. Yeah, like, honestly, no, it's not. July is the best like, month. Fuck if, September. If you ask me, July is the best month. No. August is like depressive. It's like. If you're a student, you're like, um, only pa- only people who like August is parents. You get those kids back into school. Uh, and I can't speak for anybody else here, but I had a great August this year. So uh, Of course, August is not a bad month, but I'm just saying, the only people that look so forward to that shit So you're backtracking already? Parents look forward to that shit. You're backpedaling better than a cornerback, bro. Get Trying to handle Randy Mouse. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> There's a lot worse months than August, for Look, sure. Just anticipate it. It's going to be a motherfucking party. Like I said, There's no party. I am not looking for any news. I'm not trying to figure out what's going to be great in my week or not. I just know the mental health will be up because I won't be sick anymore. Oh, I'll be here with alcohol and it's going to be a much music dance party. It's going to be great. By yourself? Bitch, yes. That's good. Some of the best parties I've ever had were by myself. Why? Yeah. Because all I need is me. Yeah. I'm that good. Yeah, I don't need to know that. Thank you. Jamali, you want to sign out? We out. Love is love. <laughs> Stay positive. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you know you can listen to us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We put the links in the bio so I don't got to save them anymore. And outside of that, be safe. Protect that mental health. Enjoy your week, guys. Peace. Peace.